You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money. Happily ever after. Hey, husband. Hail. Hail. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) caught me off guard. Today, we're giving a rundown of our 2018 budget, and we think you'll be surprised at this year's theme. Plus, we have an update on how we created a family hangout room and a tip for cheap movies. But first, let's give status updates. What's your status update? Well, um, as listeners know, I've been dealing with a bad back. Do they know? Yeah, I've brought it up a couple of times because just recently I've just been bringing up about how my body is slowly breaking down. (laughs) But I think it's awesome. Okay. And I have two related things here. So I love to age. (laughs) I know. It's awesome. And I love that you love to age. But more fundamentally, I like to frame things in a way that makes aging more fun Mm -hmm. because we're all going to age and we all are going to break down. And no matter what happens, we'll get weaker and more debilitated. But... (laughs) Yay! <laughs> Yay! But the framing, of course, is that it's a privilege to age, right? So That's it's a true. good thing that you age. I like that. And I realized the framing here. So I like to put a positive framing on as much as possible, only because I'm usually an anxiety-ridden and depressed person. <laughs> and so if I can put positive framings on things, I feel like I can enjoy things a lot more. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to aging, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I just went to the physical therapist this mm-hmm. morning for the first time and he was working on my back and, uh, and he was describing this very thing. Like people come in here hoping I can make them better. They can go out and be like they were in their twenties, but right. no, right. we just have to manage injuries over time. Mm-hmm. And I realized, Oh, you know, with aging and like physical ability, it's about periodizing your life mm. and there's stages. You can enjoy different challenges in, in different stages mm-hmm. of life. So in your early years, your teens, your twenties, maybe your mm-hmm. early thirties, it's all about, like physical challenges. How far can I push myself? How Mm -hmm. hard can I go? How long can I run? How much can I lift? All Mm -hmm. of that. But then when you get into your like 30s to 40s, now it's about, okay, I'm not going to like push the limits maybe, but Mm -hmm. maybe I'll do, you know, long distance running and Mm -hmm. and sort of endurance activities Mm -hmm. and and sort of ramping it down a bit. Mm -hmm. But there's still a challenge there. When you get to your older age, which I'm not there yet, but that's really probably about not even pushing that. It's more like, now I want to manage my body so that I can stay as strong and stable mm-hmm. as possible so I can just achieve activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. But each one is a challenge and you're just mm-hmm. trying to like essentially in the end die young mm-hmm. as late as possible. Right. So I am now in the period of I'm done with physical challenges, like serious physical challenges. Okay. And I'm just now about like functional fitness and maintaining my ability to engage in running and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about the cool. fact that my, my back hurts. All right. I love it. (laughs) That's really great framing. Um, Okay. Well, I'm sort of feeling like I need another start to the new year. Really? Because because it just feels like I still feel like it almost hasn't started. Like I'm writing 2018, but since the new year started, I have not had just a regular week. That's true. Because I took a little bit of extra time off at the beginning of the year. So I kind of went back to work late in that first week of January, which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was sick. I Mm -hmm. ended up being sick for about two weeks. Finally got a bronchitis diagnosis. was it that long? Yeah, it was. And and so, you know, I didn't feel horrible, but I didn't feel totally myself. Mm -hmm. 
and my parents visited in there. And then we had the first round of sickness of the boys, right? The, yeah, the boys got sick. Oh, and we had MLK day Mm -hmm. holiday as Mm -hmm. well. So it was just, I don't know. It just feels like there's been something every week. And yeah, then this week, both boys have been sick. So we've been trading off, staying home with them, whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm not getting these regular work weeks. So that makes me feel not totally in my groove at work. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just... Anyway, it's fine, but I'm just kind of hoping that things all settle down soon, which hopefully they are. Oh, I hope so. I yeah. hope this is the last round. So at our daycare, um, in one of the kids' classes, mm-hmm. there's like 17 kids, apparently. And then when we came in, there were how many left? I think, well, they started the day with seven, but then by the end of the day, they only had like three or four because just <laughs> kids were like going home. So, so like 70, 80% of the class yeah. was knocked out by this, this bug that's running around. So it's been rampant. It is bad. Yeah. So anyway, hope you guys are staying healthy out there. For sure. So let's move on to home economics. We want to run down our 2018 financial year. We gave a recap of our 2017 financial year in the last episode and how we plan and execute our financial summit every year. So this is the other half of our financial summit of planning the year ahead. So let's get into what this year is going to be all about. We're making a dramatic shift, like yeah. like a 180. Yeah. <laughs> because we have been saving hardcore mm-hmm. and it's been our goal, $100,000 in five years, right? We're right. three years in, 60 plus thousand dollars. We're doing great. This is not the year of saving. This, in fact, is the year of spending. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we just kind of, we didn't go into our financial summit thinking that that would be the case, Mm -hmm. but it was just as we looked at what do we have coming up this year, what are the things that we want to do, it was just looking like, well, we've got a house update that we've been putting off, but saying we really want to do. And we finally decided we just need to do it this year and Mm -hmm. it's going to take some money. We'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, just with some travel. We fended off travel last year right. pretty significantly. And yep. now this year, there are a number of things coming up that right. are good things. I, don't, I was about to say unavoidable. They're all <laughs> very fun things, but right. they, they are all piling up in the right. same calendar year. So it's yeah. going to be expensive on that end too. Yeah. So anyway, just kind of looking at all those things, uh, you kind of, we were looking at it and we were just looking at what our savings goal could be. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at... Maybe like around ten thousand yeah. dollars, which is still really great, but yeah. it's definitely you know that's half of what we've normally gone through. And I was just feeling kind of disappointed, you know, because I think I'm in this mode now. Mm-hmm. We aim for twenty thousand, and even if we fall a little bit short, I mean, we're still saving yeah. in the high teens. Yeah. And but then you just reframed it. You're a great reframer, <laughs> and was just like, you know what? Let's just embrace it. I mean, these are choices that we're making of what we're spending. They're things that we do want to do. We're able to afford them. So let's embrace it and just kind of have, have a higher spending year, a lower savings year. I mean, we're still going to save money, but it's just not our normal $20,000 goal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're taking kind of a financial breather. Yeah. And it's, and it's to accomplish goals that we think will, will pay off like Mm -hmm. our well, we'll talk about the yard and that kind of thing, but I yeah. think there'll be some really nice things that come out of all mm-hmm. that. So hopefully the spending will feel a little bit like an investment mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's let's talk about our 
big expenses for this year. Um, we have some travel coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a trip to Austin this spring to spend some extra time with my sister ahead of her wedding. So mm-hmm. that'll be really fun. And, and you're th- taking one of the boys and I get to stay home with yeah. one of the boys. And that's exactly. going to be awesome. That's going to be really fun. I'm really excited for what both of us get to experience. Yeah. Um, and then the whole family is going to be going to Austin in May um, for about a week for my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. So that's really great. We yeah. did find really great Southwest flights for those. Holy cow. So that's at amazing. least we were able to get those for a really great price, but mm-hmm. still that's a big investment. And then this coming year is my 10 year reunion, grad school reunion mm-hmm. um, from graduating from the Yale school of forestry, which I cannot believe it's been 10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and we, we were both at Yale. That's where we met. And so anyway, I really want to go back for my 10 year reunion. So neither of us have been right back, no. right? No, neither of us have been back. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be just really, really fun to go back and see the places where we met and hung out and just mm-hmm. kind of see our old neighborhoods and stuff. So anyway, that would be a big trip. We're th- kind of thinking that just Chris and I are going to go just because of the expense. and The just... children can fend for themselves. <laughs> That's right. They're old enough. So anyway, that'll kind of be a big trip as well. Yep. So And then we have a big house project. So we've talked, you've been really interested in doing the yard for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have been somewhat interested, but we talked at our summit mm-hmm. and I kind of got all the way on board because we had somebody come out, mm-hmm. um, actually a graduate student in the sustainability school mm-hmm. at ASU. And he does this kind of on the side and did a really nice job looking at our, our front yard, backyard and designing something that is completely outside of our reach financially. <laughs> Because it would but, just be a lot. It would yeah. be like a complete overhaul. There was like a water feature and there's all these things going on, but there are elements of it that are really cool. And we we know some of the basics are pretty cheap we can afford. But uh, the thing that got me really excited, and we'll see to what extent we can actually pull this off, but I'm really excited about the notion of an edible landscape. Yep. And so it's not as if every single plant that we mm-hmm. put in will be edible, but just having a few things that mm-hmm. augment, mm-hmm. you know, our, you know, what we normally are buying and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, I think will be really fun. Yeah. And um, it sort of opened my eyes to the possibility of plants that I never would have thought of. For example, banana trees. I'm really right. excited about. Yes. Apparently he has a banana tree in his yard yeah. and so they can grow here and... Yeah, he says we have a great spot for one, so we're going to hopefully give that a try. Yeah, so it's we'll talk about the expenses in just a second, but it, it's going to be, um, it'll check off a few boxes. So we moved into this house. It has a front yard and a backyard grass, mm-hmm. which is sort of ridiculous in Arizona. Yeah. Well, not sort of. It is ridiculous mm-hmm. in Arizona. So we're going to be xeriscaping it, meaning we're putting gravel down mm-hmm. and get ridding, getting rid of most of the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll probably put in some pathways, extend our back patio, Mm -hmm. do some things that are really functional that we think will be really fun for the boys playing outside, entertaining. Mm -hmm. If we have, yeah, hanging out. If we have some edible stuff, I I wonder if that could even just a teensy bit offset some of our grocery bill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all those things combined, I kind of got excited about it as, you know, it's not quite an investment. You never get that value back in terms, you know, if we were ever to sell this house, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, forever selling the house. So who cares? (laughs) There you go. I definitely think that because right now our house, I think has okay curb appeal. You know, Mm -hmm. we've painted it. I think it looks nice. We keep it up, but we just really do not have anything going on in terms of landscaping. So I do think having a nice 
landscape will just really augment yeah just the curb appeal so yeah i don't know if we get back the full value but it definitely will be an investment is there a a particular element that you're exciting excited about putting in Actually, yes. I am just really excited about having trees mm-hmm. in the front yard because we don't have any trees. We get full Western exposure. They're going to take a few years to grow and fill in, but I'm just so excited to have them there. And I just think that will really kind of change the look of our house instead of having just grass and nothing tall in the yeah. landscape to yeah. then have trees. And they're going to be really beautiful trees that have really beautiful yellow flowers in the spring. And anyway, I just think that'll be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, we didn't say how much we're going to spend on oh, this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So we when we originally were thinking, okay, let's begin saving for some kind of landscape redesign. We were thinking $4,000. Mm-hmm. When this guy came back with this whole design, I thought, Let's just go all in and let's just do as much as we possibly can mm-hmm. within reason because we just can't throw every dime right. that we have at it. So we doubled that and we're going to try to put $8,000 towards mm-hmm. this. Now, when you have like a landscape designer, a real one, you know, come mm-hmm. out, they're like $14,000 yeah. just for the front we've yard. Gotten, crazy. We've gotten those quotes before, yeah. so it can get real pricey real quick. So we might DIY some stuff. We're going to hack some stuff together. But for $8,000, I feel like we can do quite a bit mm-hmm. and it'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yep. So those are those are our big expenses for the year that we kind of thought about. Um, and then we have we're kind of going to run down our different budget line items and talk about what they're going to be, any changes from the previous year. So um, gifts, which is kind of a line item that we added last year and mm-hmm. worked well. And we've talked about how we're trying to kind of improve that tracking the spending and keeping to the budget. So for birthdays and Christmas, we are going to make that $1,900 this year. Yeah. So that is an increase. I can't recall how much. It's a few hundred dollars increase over what we budgeted last year, but we totally blew the budget last year. Right. So it's kind of more in line with our spending. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I'm kind of usually the gift buyer and I also am interested in looking for ways to simplify. I do mm-hmm. think there are some ways we could simplify some Christmas stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that'll kind of be a fun challenge this year and hopefully kind of be a win-win. Yeah. Another thing we're changing this year will be donations. So we've always made donations, but they've been pretty small in nature. Um, only basically to NPR and some other just one-off things here and there. But we decided we wanted to think through, you know, what causes we thought would be mm-hmm. most important. Being and, a little bit more strategic. Yeah. And being, yeah. And then upping the amount that we're contributing. And so this year we're going to contribute $1,500, which is 1% basically of our gross income, annual mm-hmm. income. Um, we'll keep the small donations we've been making to NPR, which amounts to $120 a year. Um, and then we thought about, okay, where do we think we could have impact that we feel is really important. And we thought about empowerment of women. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's something you've been thinking a lot about. Um, And when I read about it from like agricultural context and livelihood context, um, education, empowerment of women, especially internationally is really important. Mm -hmm. So we decided we put 500 to the international context Mm -hmm. and then 500 domestically. Yep. And we're thinking specifically for the, for the international donation about the Malala foundation. That's one that I've read a lot about and just seems like a very worthy foundation and included in our um, domestic donation. We are also thinking about donating to 
political campaigns um, in which women are running. We have uh, a woman hopeful senator here in Arizona, Kristen Cinema. So we're hoping to support her campaign and maybe some other local elections like that. Yep. Um, so one of the other things we'll be working on too is food. Yeah. We basically, we just need to get back to our budget. Yeah. We have a, <laughs> we, we have a budget. I think that is reasonable. Um, which is, it's about, well, I, we did actually up it a little bit to okay. $750 a month, Okay, which we have unfortunately busted this month already. <laughs> it's, it's been, this month has been a little bit weird yeah, yeah. in that I feel like whenever you have out of town guests, mm-hmm. we had my parents visit that's just kind of throws things off. Yep. And then you were traveling last week. And so I was here with the boys. I don't know. Somehow that just kind of, I like buy a couple extra things, you know, cause yeah. I'm just going to have them. But anyway, but obviously we're in it for the long haul over the year. So mm-hmm. we're going to be trying to get back to $750 a month for groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, clothing. Uh, this is another one that we've kind of changed things. Our previous clothing budget, actually, we did not have a clothing budget for Chris and me. We just kind of would take it out of our personal savings. Just, you know, yeah. it would just kind of come from wherever. We don't, we haven't been buying a lot of clothes these past few years. So um, it didn't seem like a big deal, but. It, it did feel like we kind of wanted to capture that. Plus, we were both feeling like we would need to buy some clothes this year. So we yeah. wanted to make sure we would account for that. So what we've come up with is $1,200 for the year. That's 360 for the boys. They're mm-hmm. always outgrowing clothes and whatnot. And then 420 each for each of us. And that includes we both need new running shoes, mm-hmm. which we do not replace as often as we should. I mean, I wear mine for sometimes a year and a half, sometimes longer, <laughs> yeah. which is ridiculous. You know, you're not supposed to do that, but I yeah. I don't like to spend more money on them. So I make them last. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been not spending much on clothes at all for like two years straight. Yeah, I you've done an awesome clothes. job. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, my, my work clothes... Starting like, to get worn out. Literally getting holes in them. Yeah. And yeah, I was getting bad. So... So I actually already did go out and replenish a bunch of my work clothes. Mm-hmm. And so I've spent about 75% of my budget. Okay. Already. But that's okay. Well, you're like, pretty set. Yeah, pretty set. Including, um, you have found, and you should link to these in the show notes, some awesome shoes, some mm-hmm. awesome work shoes that are really comfortable, great for all the walking that you do, yeah, and, and really stylish. Yep. Um, they are expensive, but... I just feel like they're the ones that you, you have two pairs that you wear every single day and I know you're going to like wear them out. And when you don't buy good quality shoes, you have your feet hurt, your back hurts. So yeah, I'm standing and walking all the time at my job. And so these, so I'm not like a designer label type Mm -hmm. of guy, but uh, these are Cole Hans. And the reason I, I purchased them, even though they're expensive, they're like $120. They're called zero grand and there are different types of them. But the reason I bought them, there's two reasons. One is they have the new sort of knit technology for the upper. So like Nike's doing this, a lot of sports shoes Mm -hmm. are doing it. So, but they have a wingtip knit upper. So it looks fashionable. It's like work appropriate, but it's super stretchy. It feels like a slipper. Mm -hmm. The the bottom part of it, the sole is like a Nike style Mm -hmm. foam. And so like an athletic shoe, like you could literally go running in the shoe yeah. and it'd probably be fine. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 
If anybody wants to collaborate with me on creating the perfect work shoe, I have lots of ideas. This is as close as it gets. So yeah. I decided to drop the money on this. Yeah. Um, and they have definitely been worth it. They're fantastic. Awesome. So the other thing with clothing this year that I am really wanting to do is when I buy clothes or when we buy cl- clothes for the boys, I really want to try to buy used first mm-hmm. and first try to get used clothing. Um, I really love the website thread up. I've used that before for clothes for the boys and clothes for me. I think that I could probably get into the habit of a monthly trip to Goodwill and just sort of keep a list of the clothing that I'd like to buy, or maybe kind of the season that's coming up for the boys. So anyway, even though we have sort of created this bigger budget, I do want to, I am being really thoughtful about spending it, spending it wisely. Yeah. Okay. So another fun thing, this is, this is the the big challenge, especially for me, actually, probably entirely for me. You've got this on, uh, you know, totally down, but we are decreasing our entertainment spending. And so all of last year, actually we began the year even higher, like 150 maybe mm-hmm. or so per person, but we dropped our entertainment budget to a hundred dollars per person. Yep. And this year we're dropping it down to $80 per person yeah. each month. Yep. And so we also have, that's, that's each of us individually. Mm-hmm. We also have $150 per month for combined entertainment. And that's really basically to do one date night a month plus a babysitter. Right. So we're going to keep And that. any like eating out that we do as a family, yeah. which we try yeah. to keep pretty infrequent, but, or if we go out and do something all as a family like to a museum, a museum yeah. exactly. That's kind of where that comes out of. I do think though, that we decided that the babysitting money was going to come from like our babysitting and childcare budget. Oh, that's true. Cause we kind of figured out actually that $150, we actually barely can have a date night for it's that, true. for babysitting and going out yeah. and then doing anything else. So it's, it's kind of just a, an accounting thing, mm-hmm. yeah. but just to technically keep us on budget, I think we're doing that. So, Shady accounting. Yeah. So anyway, talk to us more, Chris, about how you're going to be sticking to your $80 a month entertainment budget. I'm doing awesome. So far. So far. I mean, we're three weeks into... Not quite one month into the year. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was, you know not infrequently busting my entertainment budget mm-hmm. with the things that are my vices, which is like coffee out and little snacks little when treats. I'm busy and that kind of thing. <laughs> L- treats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then also like just getting food when I forget to eat and I'm away from my office, all oh, this stupid right. stuff. But this, uh, this month so far, I'm, I actually have just slightly gone over $82 <laughs> is where I'm at. That's but a win. I had one big, night out with my brother-in-law uh-huh. that was 55 bucks right and i had an accidental charge for a subscription to the new york <laughs> times crossword puzzle but uh-huh. i didn't switch over to a gift subscription i got uh-huh. for christmas in time so anyway that hit so of the 82 62 is bound up in that and the other 20 dollars i've spent have been like the little treats right. things out so that's like a huge difference for me so i feel pretty good so far okay awesome okay can you talk about mike what are the th- things, the habits that help you stick to your budget or that, you know, prevent those weaknesses or whatever it is, since you have a tendency, like that's what busts your budget. Well, so I mentioned, I think on maybe the last podcast that um, a big part of my sticking to not snacking or getting coffees and things is working out because I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm 
I'm on my game right. and making sure I'm staying within calorie limits mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But we also have happened upon these bars, um, which have become really popular, RX bars. Yep. And so they're like minimal ingredient bars. But just having like a single snack like that mm-hmm. in the mid-morning yeah. makes it so that my lunch is all I need for the rest of the day. Gotcha. And then I'm good. So having a good snack like that, either RX bars or the other weird thing I do mm-hmm. is a low-carb, high, high-fiber tortilla okay. with a cheese stick. Okay. And that's easy. <laughs> and I nuke that for like 30 seconds and then I eat that and I'm good. <laughs> there you go. So we just need to always have w- those around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On home related expenses that are kind of the monthly expenses, we have a home supplies budget and we have increased that to $200 a month. And that is just because that has been the reality. And this is a weird one where it we look at the budget and we're like, why do we need $200 a month for this? Yeah. What are we spending it on? But it's just there. Like it, It's a mystery that we still need to unravel. Cause maybe it, that will be our goal for next year. It's the reality. It happens every month and usually even more than that. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know what it is. And there, there's no... <laughs> good damn reason that we should spend $200 a month on stuff for the house. Yet it happens every single month. It's I know. Just not- I think we need to do a, a whole episode on diving into this and maybe we can crack it. The yeah. thing that did help last year, I mean, I know that when we looked at it, like in Mint in our budget, I did. I would try to keep notes when we went to Target, when we went to Home Depot and Amazon. Those are the other catch-all places. I would really try to make notes about what we're spending it on. And mm-hmm. I feel like when we would look at the notes, it would be like, okay, yeah, yeah we yeah. didn't, we did need that. Yeah. And then it just is like adding up anyway. Um, and we also created a home repair budget of $70 a month. And that's, that should just kind of be, and we need to create a capital one budget. That's our other, that's our other kind of bank that we use where we are kind of saving like annual expenses. So that'll just $70 a month will go into that account so that then when we randomly have the dishwasher repair or whatever it is, we have a little bit of cushion money for that because it's inevitable that one or two of those come up per year. Yeah. So as a reminder, our Bank of America, that's where everything monthly basically Mm -hmm. is transacted. But then, yeah, you have these weird expenses that come up like every few months or just sort of randomly or like we just paid, for example, our car insurance. Right. And that happens just twice a year. And so right. how do you account for that in your monthly budget? So we set up these Capital One accounts right. for each of these different areas. And then yeah. that helps us kind of save for those expenses when they do come. Yeah, that's been that's been really, really helpful. Yep. Um, so another, a new budget item this year too is a home decor budget. And that is really just for me, home decor is something <laughs> that I really enjoy. And before it's kind of been... I don't know, coming out of weird places, it wasn't quite accounted for. And so uh, we set this at $500 for this year. And that money is actually going to be coming out of my personal savings account. So mm-hmm. it, anyway, it's kind of another one of just those accounting things. Like the money <laughs> has been there, but I like knowing kind of where it comes from. And then for me, since these are things that I enjoy buying and thinking about, I just like knowing the budget that I have to work with. Yeah. And I know where that money is going to come from. So I, if I'm going to buy something, I don't have to feel like, oh, I spent, I spent this money, or like have any kind of stress mm-hmm. around it. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about that. 
then let's see, I have two more budgets that are just me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a haircut budget, which we maybe had a very small haircut budget, but it was a little bit weird. We weren't really saving it anywhere. It was like technically a part of our monthly budget, but I don't get haircuts monthly. Um, So that's going to be $300 for the year. Based on basically what you spent last year. Um, yeah. And just based on, I found a great place where I get my haircut. Now the haircut is $40, which is amazing. And I just like, (laughs) I want a moment and some kudos for this because that is inexpensive for a women's haircut for a salon haircut. And I anyway, have like been to many different places trying to essentially find that 35 or $40 haircut that is good quality because mm-hmm. I've had some bad ones mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking <laughs> that it did not exist, but I found this great place. So anyway, I can get a $40 haircut, leave a 20% tip, 48 bucks, get four to five a year. Anyway, $300. And then I also created a skincare budget line item because I do like to buy good quality skincare products for myself, um, like moisturizer with sunscreen. Anyway, I can try to put together a list of the things that I buy. Um, Anyway, and that's going to be $300 for the year as well, which honestly, both of those, $300 for the year on both of those, um, I guess it's not required money, but I do feel like I'm spending less than I'm thinking probably the average American woman in our same income bracket. So maybe I need to do the research, but that just makes me feel better. I feel like even though I'm spending, I could definitely be spending a lot more. Yeah. Well, their thing is haircuts and skin and my thing is crypto. Crypto. (laughs) We have a number of other line items that relate to like health and fitness. We have all our standard bills that we right. pay every month. All these sorts of things, all that stuff is basically staying the same. So mm-hmm. what we hit on here are things that were are new or were increasing or decreasing. Yeah. Um, we assume pretty much that our spending will be about the same actually as last year, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the major lawn renovation. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how things turn out. It, it did turn out that last year we spent about the same as the year before. Mm. We were off by like a thousand or $2,000. So interesting how consistent we were. Yeah. It's fun to have that data. Oh, I remembered one other thing related to our joint entertainment, kind of our family entertainment budget of mm-hmm. $150 a month. Mm-hmm. One goal that we have is just really trying to stick to that budget because that's another place where we have a budget, but we actually wouldn't really let the fact that we were over kind of dictate our activities mm-hmm. and we're trying to do that. So even just this weekend, we were thinking about our weekend plans and talking about something. And I went into Mint and looked at our budget and it was like, you know what, we're actually about at our budget. So we probably shouldn't go to the zoo this weekend because that would be kind of pricey. Let's wait until February. Mm -hmm. So anyway... How did you feel about that? That's good. No, that's okay. good. I was I was walking us right into the the, the zoo thing with the kids. Like, I know you were like you were like, like setting it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like hold on now. Let's check mint. So uh, I hope I I don't want to be the I don't want to be the Debbie Downer on those things. But for no, me, no, then good. once we have that goal, I'm like all into it. <laughs> you can't see the rhinos this weekend because of Mama. <laughs> okay. Let's give an update on our family hangout room. So uh, we mentioned, I think, before that we actually have moved both boys into one room before they were in two different rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, But now Cedric has moved in with Dash. Oh, 
and they've, it's been excellent. Their, their brother roommates, yeah, yep. it's going yep. awesome. They even cuddled up and slept together oh, for part of one night. It was, it was really cute. so cute. Yeah, yeah. So now we have this other room, and mm-hmm. uh, we decided to make it basically like a family hangout entertainment slash... Playroom. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had you know, toys in some places. We had games in other places, like uh-huh. in our front hall closet. Um, and we also, though, wanted to have a room where we had a screen and a projector so we could do movie nights. Mm-hmm. Well, now this room became all of that. So yep. we moved the few toys the kids have. We moved all the games into the closet. Mm-hmm. And then we went out and we bought ourselves finally a projector mm-hmm. and a screen. Mm-hmm. We may have mentioned this before, um, but we got those set up in the room there. Yep. And so we spent uh, a little over $1,000. It was close to $1,100 for the it projector. A, it was a big investment. Yep. But I want to make sure that we had something that would last mm-hmm. uh, and that was relatively good quality mm-hmm. because I mean, we, we're not going to use it all that often, but mm-hmm. um, I want it to look good. Yep. And we were really interested in the projector and screen being mobile so that we could do entertainment outside, so yes. movies outside. We have incredible weather here. Why yes. not take advantage of it? So we did inst- install the brackets outside mm-hmm. to put the screen up there too. Yeah. So everything is all set up and... Um, and now we have the system in place and we actually have made use of it yeah. uh, a fair number of times with the kids being homesick. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's been really, really awesome. And we, over the holiday break, got to watch Harry Potter mm-hmm. on the big screen. Yeah. And that was really fun. Yep. So related to our new family hangout room and movie situation, I have a tool you can use to share. And that is getting movies from the library. I am newly obsessed with this. (laughs) I'm obsessed with the library already, but movies have been something we haven't really been using much from there because we haven't shown the boys really um, many movies or much screen time or anything. But with them homesick and just needing something that will keep them entertained and resting, I just went the other night and they have a specific kids DVD area. It's several shelves on two sides of this big, big shelf. And I was just loving it. There's all the current movies. And then there's lots of like classics, like old classics that I remember watching in my childhood, like Pollyanna, um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. If anyone remembers that one, it is a very funky old movie (laughs) that I just have really fond memories of. And so anyway, I just, I love it so much. And if there's not a particular movie there, you can, you know, request it online and have it sent and put on hold. And so anyway, I just love it. I love getting things for free Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I love how easy it is. And yeah, And so anyway, that's, that's really great because now we can maintain not having any kind of a streaming system, but still get movies. And I think too, they have tons of new releases. So I'm kind of excited as maybe we start, I don't know, once a month or something, maybe we should watch a movie together. That'd be fun. Yeah. So yeah. So you might be thinking like, is this counter to your principles? Cause we have talked a lot about like controlling screen time and the cost of like TV and things like that. Um, but here's here's what's cool. So we spent a fair amount on the system so we could mm-hmm. do this, but that actually amounts to less than the cost of 
average cable TV for one year. Mm -hmm. And probably the the system is way less than what people generally spend on their TVs for Mm. their whole house because most people have multiple TVs in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's a one-time expense and now we're done for years and years to come. But the more important thing, like the thing that I think is really important is we don't have the screen just sitting there all the time. You know, it takes effort to like put the projector together, hook it up to the computer Mm -hmm. and then be watching Mm -hmm. rather than the TV just sitting on your wall and like you can just flick it on. Mm Um, and so you have to be really intentional about the stuff you watch as a result by that virtue of that alone, you Mm. watch much less TV. And I guess getting the movies from the library too, because then you have to go and you have to browse kind of like going to blockbuster Yeah, yeah. (laughs) or you have to request, you have to think of what you want and request it and wait a couple of days for it to come in. Totally. And so your screen time is like completely 100% curated Mm. and now you've made it free by going to the library. So I was uh, I was just interviewed on Wisconsin Public Radio last week mm-hmm. on this show called Central Time, and they were you know interviewing me about behavior change stuff that I work on. But the the segment before me was about how people were getting depressed because of news mm. or like unhappy with you yeah. know just, there's a lot totally. of just negative stuff on TV. Yeah. It's very divisive and all that. Um, and the the expert they were talking to because I was listening in while I was waiting mm. for my interview to start. Mm-hmm. She was describing, hey, we, we need to be much more intentional and like control the amount of screen time we have. Oh. People are really bad at doing that because it's it's a default sitting in our house all the time. Yeah. So the way to do it is like ditch the TVs and has set up a system like this so that you have to be really intentional about mm. the screens that you do watch. So anyway, I thought that was an actually and also uh, when I was at physical therapy this morning, yeah, uh, the TV was on uh-huh. <laughs> and the news was on. Uh-huh. Um, and because I was getting this like electric therapy, something mm-hmm. I had to lay there and they were, the newscasters were covering a study about screen time with kids oh. and a new study has just come out showing yet again that the more screen time kids have, especially with mobile phones, um, the more unhappy they are. Ugh. And so it's, there's just, it's so easy to understand why. So like the more you can curate your screen, t- screen mm-hmm. time and be intentional about it, the better. Hmm. Okay. Awesome. All right, let's do love notes. I'll go. Okay. So uh, I was out of town this weekend. Mm -hmm. I was with a friend and we had visited Prescott. So Mm -hmm. we were hanging out and having a good time. And you took the boys this weekend and you took them to their first basketball game. Yep. Their first women's basketball game. That's right. So the first basketball experience. It was a women's basketball like team at ASU. Like the first sports experience. Yeah, that, that's I true. Think. It's yeah. pretty, it was pretty cool. And they were into it and they loved it. And so you like braved going to a big arena, mm-hmm. you know, where they, you know, like they could have gone nuts. Right. Um, and you brought them to a women's basketball game, which is really cool. And they loved it. Yeah. It so. was so, so fun. You just you sort of like broke the seal, and now it's like so exciting to think about bringing yeah. them to all sorts of different you know sporting yeah. events. Awesome! Mm-hmm. I mean, just having this amazing, huge university in our backyard is such an amazing resource for mm-hmm. so many reasons, and taking them to affordable sports games and watching sports of just all kinds mm-hmm. is so exciting to me because I just like, for example, I was on a high school rowing team Mm -hmm. and then proceeded to row throughout college. And that was all inspired because I saw rowing at the 1996 Olympics. Hmm. My family actually went to Atlanta to visit some family. Although I don't think we actually went to a rowing regatta. I think we were just watching it on television. I just remember seeing it for the first time and just thinking, that looks really cool. What's that? And then telling my mom, like, this looks really cool. Can I do this? 
we found a place where I could do it in Austin. And so anyway, I just feel like you just never know what might inspire them. And I just also really want to be cognizant of taking them to see women doing sports too, Mm -hmm. because obviously NBA and NFL and baseball all played by men and, you Mm -hmm. know, so Mm -hmm. promoted in our culture. Mm -hmm. And I just, as much as we can control as possible, I wish they could grow up for as long as possible just thinking women can do this and men can too. Like it's just totally normal. Which I'm all about that because I'm completely over NFL and the danger (laughs) of it and football and generally. I'm kind of over basketball, like NBA basketball. It's just Mm -hmm. too way over promoted and commercialized. And then I was just thinking because, you know, you brought them to this and I'm like, how awesome would it be for them to see diving or how awesome would it be for them to see gymnastics, which Mm -hmm. actually we only have a women's team at Mm -hmm. ASU or even just like cross country and like track and these sorts of things, all these things that people do with their bodies will Mm -hmm. be amazing to them. Yeah seeing it for the first time. Yeah. So it's going to be so much fun. So yeah. just thank you for doing that. It's really exciting now. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. My love note to you is that you, I, w- I was kind of mentioning this week just randomly that I was feeling really burned out on meal planning, grocery list making, and grocery shopping. Just, I think, you know, we've kind of talked before, we have such limited time in the evenings to make dinner and the boys are typically are picky, which is typical for their age, but it just, man, it can just wear you down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so anyway, just, you know, the set of meals kind of that we've come up with is honestly fine and tasty and easy and healthy, but I'm just sort of burned out on writing them down and just, I don't know. And, and normally grocery shopping and cooking and all of that stuff would be something that I really love, but I'm just burned out. So Mm -hmm. I was mentioning that to you and you ended up saying, you know, I would be happy to take that over at any time. And, you know, it's something that I just honestly haven't thought to ask you to do. I mean, like, I, I know that you would do it. And before we've traded off kind of the going to the grocery store and whatnot, but I usually do the grocery shopping like Friday afternoons when I'm working from home before I go get the boys and mm-hmm. you haven't been able to work from home as much on Friday. So it's kind of something we used to share more. And then it, I kind of felt, well, you know, Chris doesn't really have time. Um, but I, I'm thrilled at your offer. And that was very <laughs> sweet, even though, you know, you have been super busy lately and mm-hmm. I will gladly take you up on that offer and hand over, hand over the, hand over the reins and the grocery list. <laughs> Cereal for dinner every night. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, right okay. now at this point, I'm just, I'm ready to abdicate responsibility and I guess I'll just have to be fine with that. <laughs> I got you covered. Okay. <laughs> you made a delicious dinner tonight. By the way, and dessert. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I just give one other random update? Mm -hmm. We got a spiralizer. Well, you bought me a spiralizer. I'd asked for one for Christmas. It was like one of the few gift ideas, and you ended up getting me one. And oh, my gosh, we are just spiralizing sweet potatoes and putting them on everything and loving it. It's fantastic. So quinoa, spiralized sweet potato, some vegetables, and protein of your choice with a good sauce. Mm -hmm. Good to go. That's, yeah. that's dinner like two to three times a week. Yeah, you can. <laughs> if you just make that with your new grocery shopping, I'll be totally happy. It's you delicious. It. Yep. All right. All right. I think that wraps it up. 
Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can find the show notes for this show at loveandmatrimony.com. You can send us an email at heymatrimony at gmail.com. And you can keep up with Chris and me in between shows on Instagram. I am Kels Wharton, and I'm trying to do more Instagram stories. I'm still kind of new to that, <laughs> and I'm not feeling totally comfortable, but Apparently, that's the thing to do. So I'm, doing that next. I'm trying it out. And Chris is practically awesome. Chris, are you going to do some stories? Yeah, it's going to be so awkward. Do you know how so to do it? it? I'll give you a tutorial. I don't really know very much. My first story will be like me looking at the phone. Be like, <laughs> is this on? Is it working? <laughs> Did I send it? <laughs> <laughs> so hit up your local library, support it, and save tons and tons of money, everybody. And love your honey, not your money.